you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, everybody? Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks from Move the Sticks. Bucky, for those that haven't listened to our show, tell them what's about. Two former NFL scouts, about 20 years of experience looking at the game from a different perspective, really digging into the personnel evaluations and also some of the team matchups. Also going to be focusing on the draft as it gets closer. And you can check out our show on NFL.com slash podcast. You can find it on iTunes as well as YouTube on the NFL channel. Just pump in Move the Sticks. The Around the NFL podcast. Still thinks about the gold standard sometimes. Each time the wind blows. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Happy Monday. Monday's here. A lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend, everybody? It's fine. Can't complain. <laughs> yeah? I mean, I could, but... The look on your face did not... It was adequate. wasn't too excited. I got to uh, spend some time at uh, Wes's abode over the weekend. Uh, threw some corn. Had a couple of brew dogs. That's young people slang <laughs> for alcohol, beer. Some pops. Uh, and uh, Wes's brother is in town. Yeah, you got to face the Wesling duo in Cornhole. We did. Uh, we, uh, we were defeated, um, but... You know, your brother, which brother is it again, the name? Nick? Nick. Nick is a good dude, but it was also fun to see up close um, how the Wesling brother, brotherly dynamic works. It's just like a lot of like ribbing, a lot of like competition all over the place, a lot of body shaming, uh, <laughs> a lot of like nice shirt uh, to get, you know, did it get caught in the dryer? Uh, look at Mr. Muscles. Look at my muscles. Uh, you're not attractive. No, you're not attractive. It is like I, it's Did very clear. Did he call it body shaming when brothers. it's two brothers? I don't, I might have been about ten drinks into my day by that point too. It was all. It was clearly coming from a place of love, <laughs> but it was a uh, kind of a fun dynamic. Um, I have one brother, and we don't really interact on that level. Uh, but you coming from the houseful of brothers, it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, and I would say he and I, uh, he would be the one I would most likely to rib uh, uh, over all the yeah. other ones. It seems like you guys have a lot in common, which leads to the right. competition. He, he likes to mix it up, but we saw it. He's Mark a mixer. And, Mark and I saw you and your brothers all together in Indianapolis once, and it was just like a gang of hyenas attacking each other. <laughs> well, there were like one one or two brothers like would pull me aside, and they say, just walk up to Wes and Brother X and just say, LeBron versus Jordan, give me a break. And then just step back for two hours and watch them start to almost, I mean, it almost turned physical. Right. And when you have that many brothers growing up, I'm sure, you know, everything had to be. There's usually a, all right, let's settle this. Let's go Let's go out in the middle of the street and run a 40-yard dash against each other or something like that. <laughs> That's usually how it breaks down. At one point, Nick took out his phone and cycled 
into a text conversation from months earlier in, in order to restart an argument that was had it <laughs> at a prior time that you had spent time together just to kickstart it. It was a joy to watch. <laughs> Nick Wesley. I like to call him Gary. Well, yeah. that, that's his Gary phenomenon. It's, yeah. it's unexplainable on a podcast. Can our Wesleyan put down the most beer, though, of the group? I haven't, I haven't seen – Nick looks like a guy who can carry himself in that manner. No, nah, he's, he's not a big drinker. But I've never – yeah, Wes is one of the all-time champs in that department in my lifetime, so I would say <laughs> Wes will not be defeated. <laughs> Good weekend. Good this, weekend. It was. Got it was my braces fun. off, too. Oh, my God. And do you, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Looks fantastic. You're a handsome guy already. Let's see. Take those off. I'm giving you a point and a half up. Oh, yeah. Point and a half. Up to five point two. Yeah. Well, I don't want. I don't want to reveal the. Uh, <laughs> I'll reveal your grade at the end of the episode. No, Good thank you. Um, today's episode of the Around the NFL podcast, sponsored by nobody. Uh, although it would be it would be good if uh, you know uh, Dicks Sporting Goods gave us a ring. Uh, if we uh, hear from you, that would be great, Dicks. Uh, we have a nice show ahead. I'm happy about today's show. Some shows they come to you easily. Uh, when we're kind of putting it together before some you got to work for. I felt like we had to work for this one a little bit, but I think it's going to pay off. Hard work pays off, Greg. It's all about the performance once the bright lights come on. It almost the preparation, that that's all nice, but now we're just going to crush it. I'm nervous. Uh, so, yeah, with the draft now coming up next week, uh, we thought it'd be fun to do kind of like a redraft. Uh, this is a completely original idea, a redraft of uh, not last year's class, uh, but 2014's class. And we'll kind of go around the room uh, um, and make selections, maybe the first I don't know, 12, 15, something like that, uh, and see uh, if we can improve teams' fates uh, through that process. Uh, it's a segment we like to call uh, Do-Over Redrafting Top of 2014 Class. But that, that's the name. <laughs> it's a working title. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we're going to do some news. And then we're going to have a, a special friend on the phone to close things out. But I'll keep that a little hazy. Uh, let's head behind the glass. Um, Brandon uh, has some matters uh, matters to attend to at home, attend to at home. So he is not with us today. In his place is a man who hasn't been on the show in a while. Uh, BMAC, we call him Brandon Marcus. What's up, buddy? What's up? It's been a long time. I missed you guys. Missed you too, buddy. And you would think, you would think, you know, Brandon has done a great job since taking over from for La Cid. Brandon McGinnis. McGinnis. Oh, yes. Yeah, let's not confuse yeah, the two sorry, Brandons. Too here. many Brandons. Uh, so many whites. Uh, but like you would think that with uh, McGinnis out, that maybe TD would step in, and uh, and we're happy to have you, Mr. Marcus. But TD was stepping, but instead he was like, uh, Phillies, I can't do it. I, uh, well, yeah, yeah, showed virtually zero interest as in being a part of our show on any level. So it was like the old days. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're doing Sundays all over again. Yes. Uh, let's do some news, Brandon. Why don't we, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh. We may have gotten hit just below the belt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do some news, guys. And uh, now that the Rams have the first overall pick in the 2016 NFL draft, all the speculation is about who will it be? Who will be the first pick? The quarterback, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, uh, the plane dealer based out of Cleveland, of course, reports tying Goff to the Rams. Our own Mike Silver uh, came out uh, uh, and has been kind of throwing out there what he's hearing, which is also he's a Cal graduate Mike Silver is and uh, that's of course where Goff went to school he is connecting Goff to the Rams as well um, and then you have Peter King over at Monday Morning Quarterback he wrote a column uh, this week about the Cleveland Browns who are picking number two of course uh, and King reported that the Browns could give serious consideration to passing on a QB with a number two pick uh, here's this is from King. This is because of a couple things. They're high on RG3 and they're not sure if they want to pick an heir to the quarterback job before giving Griffin a legit chance to win said job. Plus, Hugh Jackson. I wish you weren't a liar. Plus, Hugh Jackson is confident he can pick a good quarterback atop the second round as well, whether it be Connor Cook or another one from the bargain bin of this year's current crop. Mark, you hate the sound of this, don't you? Well, I mean, I do. Number one, what it, what of it is true? Who knows? But certainly not a report. It's not a report. I, Michael Silver, though, is close with 
Jeff Fisher of the it's Rams. A lot of He's certainly close with Cleveland. So it's a lot of Jets. different things combining. There's been kind of a Goff to the Browns, or the Browns are going to pass on to that. That Goff is the is the favored pick of the Rams and of the Browns. Now, we don't know if any of that's true, but it's kind of like a consensus building. Yeah, I I don't get it because. Listen, like there's these four or five, six teams in the league that don't have a quarterback situation settled, and their season is over before it began. And the Rams finally got smart and said, do we want to be one of those teams or do what it takes to get up and get our guy? And to me, though, I, I have not sat through and watched every snap of Goff and Wentz, so that's not where I'm coming from. But the idea that Cleveland, that's had a hole at this position since Bernie Kosar was on the field, is going to pass up on a guy like Carson Wentz to trade down and pick up some defensive tackle at spot 22, that, that's, this is the same thing we've seen over and over. Julio Jones, they had this. And you know what? You could, they, ha- they already have 10 picks in the draft. How about go nail six of them and one of them be a quarterback at number two and everything changes? I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't even know what their strategy is at this point. So it's not really an open okay. critique. But it's just like, come on! You want them to be playing it, you know, close to the vest. You, the the only fear for me is that that the what King wrote or the speculation that they just love the idea of Griffin turning his career around. That they're willing to suspend the quarterback search because this guy that hasn't been good in four years is going to save his career with Hugh. Uh, that would be the only thing that would be bad news for me. But who knows if that's actually the truth? I can't. That's a lie. I can't imagine, no matter how much they love RG three, that it would make a serious impact on them taking a quarterback number two overall. Now, if they wanted to pass on a quarterback there because they really had their heart set on Jared Goff and he goes number one and they're not in love with Wentz, I, I'll buy that and that they're trotting out some RG3 reason uh, behind the scenes or after the fact. But there's no way that they're making a decision based on RG3 who's essentially on a one-year contract for a, a backup type of money. Exactly. If if he's so great, why didn't why did they let him – he had a chance to go to the Jets. Like the Browns didn't <laughs> jump in and sign. Yeah, but RG3 you're forgetting about that. something. That was before he moved. That was before the Earth shook. The Earth moved beneath Hugh Jackson's feet. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, Greg, consider the source. This team messes things up this time of year, every year. So maybe they are thinking that way. I, you know, it's just I'll believe I, it when I see it. I give the new the new. I don't put all the blame of all of the old generations of Browns mistakes onto this generation. Let's let them make their own mistakes. If, if they're going to, I meant that as an if, but the the part of it that's surprising to me is that so many people are now convinced Goff is number one. I don't necessarily buy that either. I mean, well, the Rams are looking at both still. The Alex, they're having them both in. Right. The Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers draft the at this point in the draft, 10 days before the draft, people still thought there was a decent chance Aaron Rodgers was going number one. He didn't go in the top 20. So I'm willing to be surprised about everything here, that either Wentz can go number one or that Wentz, Goff go 1-2. I, I do think, though, obviously, if, if Goff goes number one and the Browns don't take a quarterback, we know that they got jobbed by that trade. I, we like, know the, that uh, oh, yeah. I like the tail wagging the dog here, that the Rams are just, like, sending all these different reports out of different insiders. Right. Some saying Goff, some right. saying Wentz. But, what, but even to what end? Jeff I don't... Fisher, once again, ahead of the game on every level. But to what end? What is the point of the, the Rams not being transparent? Well, you said on the last show, I, it's just, it. I think it's just creating drama versus no drama heading up to the draft. They forced the Browns to trade up. Uh, former Browns quarterback Brian Hoyer spent last season with the Houston Texans, uh, had his moments last year, but then it all fell apart in a miserable uh, playoff loss at home to the Chiefs. Uh, which, you know, helped really pave the way for both his departure and Brock Osweiler uh, ending up in Houston. Uh, Hoyer was released on Monday. Uh, Rap Sheet reported via source informed of the situation. Uh, this was a amicable divorce. It seemed like something that was coming for some time. Texans tried to find a trade partner, couldn't find one. Um, Rappaport told Dan Helley uh, last month on T.A., that Hoyer would potentially be on the Broncos list of uh, potential targets. Remember, they still have just Mark Sanchez as the, a real starter there. And uh, also, of course, the Jets now, uh, who still are in that holding pattern with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Hoyer on the market. If you are a team, forget about Super Bowl contender, if you're a team that thinks you can win 9 to 10 games, and hence you're probably a chance to make the playoffs, do you want Brian Hoyer on your team, or do you want to take a chance on something else? Greg? I want Brian Hoyer on my team, but I want him as my backup to Ben Roethlisberger or something like that. He's been in Pittsburgh before, and I think that's a logical 
thing. I don't I don't want him competing to start. But if I was the Jets, for instance, and Ryan, if if I was the Broncos, does he improve them a little bit? Maybe, but I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't. I don't think it's worth. I don't think he improves them at all. I'm with you. I think Hoyer Hoyer seems to still very much believe that he that his days as a starter are not over. If he if he's pushing for this kind of transaction, and good for him. Why should a quarterback think differently? But what he really is, and what he's emerging to be, is someone that has probably still a long career in the league as one of the better backups. And if you're if you're one of the teams that has to sh- plug him in as a starter. Good luck to you. He's not going to – what happened last year is not statistically what he's going to do season after season. Here's some quarterbacks Brian Oyer had a higher QBR than last year. It wasn't even that high. It was 19th. I think it, it adjusts pretty well compared to uh, quarterback rating. But QBR, ESPN's QBR, he's better than Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr, Andrew Luck, Blake Bortles. QBR is terrible. Yeah, but you would take like you would take him over none of those players. No, but isn't that it's crazy that a guy with that, but doesn't that higher regular how flawed season? that is as a uh, metric? More well, it's anything. a one year QBR. Yeah. What? How many starts did he have? Yeah. Eleven. Ten. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think one person's stat being a little wacky means you know, the whole stat's bad. It's just a it's just a tool. You know what? Stats should weigh a lot more in QBR. How many times you were yanked for the, the backup quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, mm. Hoyer was yanked three quarters into the season, then yanked again for Ryan Mount later in the year, and then blew the playoff game. Uh, let's That's all you need to know. Let's. I, I can't wait till he's the Jets' week one starter. I bet you can't. <laughs> bet you can't. Uh, moving on, the uh, Trent Richardson saga. I, as as everyone knows, if you listen to the show, I have retired from writing about Trent Richardson. Uh, because it's a completely uh, thoughtless enterprise. There's no sense doing it because he is not an NFL player anymore, but he does have a contract with the Ravens. Finally, the Ravens announced Monday they have uh, officially signed uh, the draft bust to a contract. Uh, he had an unofficial agreement in place with the Ravens, hinging on a uh, uh, Richardson shedding weight, if you remember that, that, that fun little tale of prior to a workout with the Ravens, he had a massive... Uh, dinner followed by a humongous breakfast that like shot his weight <laughs> up like eight pounds or something absurd. And then he did, he was sluggish in his workout. So the Ravens were like, okay, uh, come back to us, buddy. In a couple of weeks, uh, he came back, apparently had a sensible dinner and breakfast and now is on the team. And you know, guy, first of all, when you're banging me on Twitter on a Sunday, when I'm spending it with my wife and child, and you're throwing like hammer drops at me about, oh, you're in trouble now, Dan, with your bet with Mark, your prop with Bar- Mark. Ooh, Trent Richardson, now you're in big trouble. No. And, and a couple of people asked me on my P scale, negative 83 P scale <laughs> on Trent Richardson getting a carry in a game that counts this season, uh, hence uh, gifting two sandwiches back to Mark. I ain't worried, Sizzler. Well, and by the way, you already put, you've already – Put this stance out there that you're not worried, and we and people need to remember that. Secondly, let's say the worst case scenario occurs to you in this lifetime, and he plays one more snap. Yeah. And you, so what is it? This P scale where you have to go out and buy two sandwiches? Yeah. It's that's not exactly like high scale human tragic. I feel like you uh, almost lose too because you don't want two sandwiches at most. I don't even you want, want them. You want half a sandwich. I would just have most. you give one to Greg and one to Wes that comes off my. You know, owed list, and I owe sandwiches probably this week. It's probably this week that I need oh, yeah. to can we, dole out a round. Can we do that a little bit? I mean, if we're going to continue, we've got to do our next sandwich props. It's time to pay up. Well, I just offered to. No, that's good. It was good that you brought it up, and I someone had just, to. I'm just saying, I bought some sandwiches. Wes actually when I got bought me a sandwich last week, so I did. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I just want the uh, kissing. I want whatever d- dinner <laughs> is so like Popeyes or whoever it was should advertise. The eight-pound dinner as their <laughs> as their next uh, innovation. I mean, I want a dinner that's so delicious I could possibly gain eight pounds off of one. Well, dinner. it was a back-to-back. Well, yeah, it was two. Di- I think it was McDonald's the next morning too. Are we getting McDonald's tired of breakfast. Alabama running backs with the with the weight issues? Come on, people. Uh, moving on, Kevin White. You uh, may recall was the number seven overall pick of the Chicago Bears last season. Had a shin injury uh, during the. Um, workouts leading up to the season that ended his season. He never played a snap as a rookie, uh, but guess what? Rich Campbell of the Chicago Tribune uh, says that White was recently racing his best friend, Devin, hey, Devin Blake, uh, uh, who's a former (laughs) 
Lackawanna, Pennsylvania. I'm getting in the weeds here. College receiver. <laughs> White had already been cleared to run, but the biggest hurdle was trusting his surgically repaired leg. Come back to his hands. <laughs> you don't have to read the article out loud. <laughs> wow. Just the headline. You know what? Done. I was hoping there would be a nut graph at the top, but I ended up falling into an anecdote. Uh, he ran fast. And Kevin, everyone's excited about Kevin White uh, because he's healthy. And uh, uh, Wes, I'll start with you on this. Are the Bears a little frisky? Because we don't talk about the Bears a ton on this podcast, which is not on purpose. But they just, you know, in the last couple of years. They're under the radar. Doing this podcast, they have not been a team that is really buzzy. But with Kevin White and some things happening with this roster now, you're getting a little excited about the monsters if, of the midway. If only they'd had a different quarterback, they might be my favorite for Team of ATL this year. Whoa. Really? Risky defense. Last year they played better than the sum of their parts. Better than their talent would indicate, I thought. But the talent's still bad. Well, now you've got – you're adding a, a top ten uh, pick at wide receiver to go with Alshon Jeffrey in addition to whatever first-round pick you have this year. And their defense, I feel like, is, is majorly improved with Danny Trevathan and Darrell Freeman. They picked up Akeem Hicks. Some big pickups for them. The secondary looks pretty bad. You're right that they played much better. I think they did a good coaching job to go six and ten. So that makes me think they're going to have to do a good coaching job again to do it to do it again. Because you're giving Johnny Fox some credit. Yeah, not, not I, th- I, you're used I to think it. you give John Fox a roster of young players uh, that he's going to get them to nine wins maybe quickly. Like he can do that. You know, it's funny uh, not to get too off track, but I did stumble upon. Uh, I was writing a post about. John Fox somehow being referenced, and I clicked into a post wrote when he stepped away from Denver, and the famous quote from Elway was, we disagreed on how to get to the next level. Yeah. Uh, and what happens? He leaves, and the Broncos get to the next level, level and win the Super Bowl, but that speaks to your point. And Elway stuck it to him, too, yeah, publicly. Yeah, he stuck it to him in a big spot, but it, it makes sense. It connects with your point that he knows how to get a team to the next level from mediocrity or below. They were they were playing hard last year. There's a, there's some fun things on the offense. I mean, Kevin White, Alshon Jeffrey, and Eddie Royal is a good is a good top three. You're moving an All Pro guard back to guard in uh, Kyle Long. So that to me that's a big addition. Kind of like you're adding Kevin White. That's great, but you're also you're stuck with two below average tackles. Then that's fair. That's fair. But it, they're an interesting team to me this year. More interesting than they were last year. Which of the two receivers that we did not that we wrote a lot about last year but did not see a lick of action, Rashad Perriman and White, has the better year? I would say White. Well, White's supposed to be a stud, right? Yeah, White. I, White's yeah. in a better spot I, too. A lot of supposed to be's, but I mean Perriman. I Perriman probably had some knocks on, uh, against him coming out of college, anyways, with the drops. But he's in a good situation in Baltimore too. Well, Kevin White, someone if we were doing a 2015 redraft, it'd be interesting to see. Where he goes at this point last year, there was a lot of I'd take him over Amari Cooper talk. I don't think I mean, I, it was just an injury, but he was kind of a player that came out of nowhere. in the pre-draft. Unfortunately, we're not doing the 2015. No, you know? that's what's called and a tease. Yeah, it's a good tease because for next year's podcast around this time, we're going <laughs> to dig into that long distance tease. Kevin White pop <laughs> uh, down the road. Moving on. Uh, Legion of Doom reunion. Brandon Browner has been one of the very worst. Legion of Boom, I believe. It's what did I say? Called. Doom? Yeah. Thinking of the old WWF tag team. Ah, what a rush. Uh, hawk and animal. Does anyone? Anyone? I have heard. I know, road warriors? I, 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 I know yes. that it's. I know that's what it's based on. Jim Laurinaitis, his father. Correct. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That's why really? they call him the scientist. Brandon Browner has been a very bad um, defensive back the last couple of years. Let's be honest. Uh, but there was a time earlier in his career where he was a big play machine with the Seattle Seahawks. He was a free agent after getting cut. Uh, by the Saints, and he has landed back in Seattle on a one-year deal. Rap Sheet reported on Sunday. Um, Browner wrote on Instagram, I never wanted to make an excuse, so I played through a torn, uh, he's referring to a torn MCL injury. Last year was the most frustrating year for me. Those who know me knew I was affected by it. Mark, do you buy into that? Uh, do you think he will be better in back in that scheme with a healthy knee, or is he done? I think he's He's fighting for a roster spot, in my opinion, when you really boil it down. But I guess any player where you go back to a, a team and coaches and a scheme that you know so well, I mean, he helped create the Legion of Boom. And that said, this is not four years ago. So I think he's, he's, he'll struggle to make the team. He had the most penalties last year of any player in the last 15 seasons. He's a pass interference call waiting to happen every time he gets on the field. This is a Patriots type of move. It, 
you have a guy who wins a ring or two, they go on, they don't end up doing well elsewhere, they come back three or four years from now, they usually don't do much the second time around. You're just hoping you get 300, 400 good snaps out of Browner, who's, by the way, it, it, he wasn't hurt the year with New England. He was okay that year, but the Patriots essentially cut him that year too. He's been cut back to Is that the years. Dion Branch corollary? Yeah, Deion Branch. There's been a lot of Patriots that come back for just one one final game. He's around. got 38 penalties over the last two years, according to Pro Football Focus. Hubba, hubba. I don't think any other cornerback has more than 20. Um, and let's stick in the Legion of Boom for our last uh, or second to last uh, news item. Earl Thomas. Um, this is pretty ridiculous, guys. Earl Thomas, some images started popping up on Monday morning on Facebook. Uh, he got married over the weekend uh, wearing a – in his wedding photos, he's wearing a full cape. And a gigantic crown. Uh, hashtag stay humble. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, this just got uh, got us thinking. What would be um, your your memory of, like, the most ridiculous slash worst wedding memory? Everybody's been to 100 weddings mm. uh, by this time of our life. Uh, Greg, I'll start with you. A ridiculous wedding memory. That's a good question. I don't have one. A ridiculous one. Well, it was your idea for this. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that we would talk about our weddings and whatnot, but in that in that sort of framework, I, I support, by the way, his king move. Oh, I mean, it's a wedding. On. Don't take it too seriously. Shocking You're saying the guy who lives on a throne of ease. I'm saying hashtag stay humble. He's just having fun wearing a silly outfit on a wedding. Let's You're, not take you're it thinking so wearing that crown and the cape is him not taking himself too seriously? <laughs> I would <laughs> hope so. so on the other side. Uh, he's taking himself so seriously, and then I was thinking really? to myself. Really, I think he's probably having fun and just like kind of goofing around he's, on a wedding day. I think it's important. Did the also bride know that he was going to appear in this outfit? Because he out, he's yes. You don't want to. What you don't want to do is have wedding photos where the eyes automatically just go to the guy. The groom is, an, well, is a, a second lost factor well, on wedding. A fair point. And then I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I said, "All right, well, this is ridiculous. He's wearing a cape and a crown." Uh, in the pictures with his uh, groom, uh, his groomsman, Jamal Charles, one of them, by the way. Uh, so were like 340 other people. Cam Chancellor as well. Yeah, it was a big – I hate – that's a fifteen that theme, by the way, right, when there's too party. many people in the wedding party. It's not easy to cut it down to an essential group. Uh, if you're getting married, everybody listen up. you got to cut it down to an essential group because nobody likes when there's too many groomsmen and bridesmaids. But anyway, so, you know, just the, the – I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the, the bride, because it's all about the bride. That's what the wedding's about. It's her thing. Maybe she's wearing a, a crown or a tiara, and she's wearing some flowing robe, and she's the queen. Nope. She's wearing just a standard wedding dress. Beautiful <laughs> wedding dress. Beautiful woman. But he was the, only, he was the one that was peacocking at his own wedding. You're not That's wrong. That's a bad sign. I can time. give you one wedding. Uh, I have not. I, I would been lucked out. I've gone to a lot of weddings. They've all been. They've all been pretty fun. Um, I mean, please open bar. What do you? Weddings are great. But at my own, I got married um, in in Northern California in this little tiny uh, historical chapel that isn't even used anymore. And it's from like Little House on the Prairie times. Mm. And what I discovered, and this was an unseasonably wicked hot day in San Francisco in like early May. That as I'm standing out there and all these people that I know from my life and, and Simone's life too are watching me that there is no air condition in this church. And I have to stand there for mm. probably 20 minutes before this thing gets going. You're a naturally hot guy. I get hot and like I ways. could feel that I was starting to sweat. And there's no air. There's no like wind. There's nothing. And, I'm just, and on top of it, 800 people are just staring at you. And I was like, this is a disaster. And I mean, I just sweat like a crazy man through the entire ceremony. The photographer, who was relatively affordable, saved the day. The photos come back. You can't tell anything. I don't know what technology he used, but it was a disaster. I needed to go change my shirt. One of my best friends, <laughs> a larger guy, had a striped purple and white shirt in this chapel because other people were sweating like crazy, oh, no. too. Got up off this historical <laughs> bench from like 1601, and there's just deep purple stripes oh. in this piece of wood. So just we got out of there and we moved on. Wow. Well, that's, that's horrifying. That is, you got to wear the undershirt underneath on a hot day. Gotta that's why you got to have a quick ceremony. Um, there was, I don't know if there was a lot. Uh, well, we went up to the aisle to a different type of song, but the, if nothing else, my wedding. Stuck out for brevity, six minutes front to back. What? Wow! Entire <laughs> ceremony. I like that kind record. Of party. Was it? Were you at we the were town out, hall? We were, I mean, we were out to set some records. No, I mean we had a great party afterwards, the reception and all that. That that 
that was three hours or whatever. But but the ceremony was five minutes because we got no religion. That's we good. got nothing to talk about. That's good. We didn't bother. We, should we force in some reading of some BS poem that n- neither one had any relationship right. respect, to? No. Respect. Forget it. People's Let's switch. move on. That's good. If you have nothing to believe in, it makes things less complicated. That's good. <laughs> uh, finally, in the news, um, Bill Belichick uh, turned 64 years old. Greg Rosenthal, and uh, to mark the occasion, he had a message for all the fans that have reached out to him, and uh, Linda Holiday, I believe her name is, his longtime GF, um, took video of him, and this is the video where the audience. I just want to thank everybody for their birthday wishes today. Um, when I'm 64, it used to be a Beatles uh, song, but now it's become reality for me. So I'm happy to be here, and thank you for um, all the all the. Okay, so that's how it ends, by the way. It just cuts this, off. And this is why Belichick's is the best. I, literally, he probably didn't want to do it. The girlfriend talked him into it, said, Bill, you should send a message out to all your fans. And they ran out of time on the video because it was probably like a fixed 15-second thing. And Bill said, he yelled at Linda, I'm sure. He said, I'm not doing it again. That's what you're putting up. That's why it was cut Stop. off. Is that is there any way that's wrong? Yes. Very accurate. Anyways. Uh, Why one, wouldn't you do it a second time? One way is she's no one's even aware that it was cut off. They just, you know, they're they're older people. I think Maybe they were at least social media is not the uh, they're you know they're not experts. They in were social at least media. they were at least generally aware that the video was cut off. Linda Holiday's pretty social you guys media savvy. One? I thought that was a good one. I had to go back and actually make sure that I had the whole entire thing. I see. I thought maybe they cut it off, and he keeps talking. But his next line was, "You know, thank you to everyone, especially the effing NFL who took away our first round draft pick." And All then right. they just decided that's that's too that's too. I'm gonna gay. The floor is now yours, Greg. And you guys, you know, the generally aware callback deserved a little pop from the kissing cousins, historians that you are. Thanks, guys. Generally aware. Now I get it. I, it slipped by my radar. You, it was too well done by you. I guess. We're going to give the floor to Greg, by the way. Now you say thank you to Bill. Go ahead. Oh, thanks, Bill, for uh, being the greatest coach in NFL history, for bringing our region of New England and Patriots fans everywhere the great, greatest 15 or 16 years that you could possibly want as a fan. I'm good. You don't need to keep winning for me. It's good, good song. Enough. That's fair. I can't hate it. Listen, he broke my heart by walking out on the Jets in a classless way, but how can you hate on the guy? I mean, he's done it all. How magnanimous by the old Zeuser. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's not what magnanimous That, that was your birthday you gift to Bill Belichick. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that was certainly it. All right, let's move on. That's what's happening in the news. Uh, yeah, it's time. First ever self-called ma- magnanimous. Uh, magnanimity? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a humble job by uh, the old Zeuser. <laughs> It was Magno. He literally uh, <laughs> walked out on the job with the Jets and and a rambling 30 minute press conference uh, wrote on a cocktail napkin his resignation letter and then went straight to New England and won four titles and went to the Super Bowl six or seven times. I'm not bitter about it at all. Ugh. All right. His segment is called <laughs> uh, do over colon redrafting. Top of 2014 class. So we're going to go through. Uh, let's go back in time, first of all. 2014. What a time to be alive it was. Um, you didn't even have a son back then. No, no. Sweet baby Jack Carson was not born yet. Uh, and, you know, Wes, you were. Uh, you didn't have a car at this time. Um, Mark, you um, give me something about your life in 2014, Mark. I did not have Johnny Manziel. He didn't have as many free Nike shirts. Tiger Woods collection. Well done, Greg. You're right. <laughs> Dan and I, we were at this draft together. We were at this draft, yes. Famously is then the video of Mark celebrating Johnny Manziel, uh, which lives in infamy now. But at the time was a, t- a real joyous occasion. Uh, I will never forget the walk back to the hotel. This was mere hours before we found out that Josh Gordon was suspended. Uh, oh god! Uh, so it was literally like an eight-hour window where the Browns look like the next big team in the AFC. All gone now. However, we're now going to redraft, and I don't think Johnny Manziel is going to go in the first round, and we're probably not going to get to where he went, which was 22 anyway. But let's do the top of the first round. Uh, we'll go around the horn, and that means, Mark, good news for you, buddy. 
because just by where you're – don't say you're not a lucky guy because where you're sitting means that you're the Houston Texans with the first overall pick in the 2014 draft. Of course, the Texans took Jadavian Clowney. Hard to imagine they uh, they would make the same pick given a do-over uh, considering his health woes. Go ahead, Mark. Well, they definitely will not pick him again. There's no question about that. Why would we be doing this if, if we're going to go down that road? I it's <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no problem for me. Bill <laughs> O'Brien, from the start, they brought him there to find a quarterback, to groom him, and you, you now you have Osweiler, but you, you, you've gone two years into this thing mm. without it. It's easy for me. With what I know today, I go Blake Bortles. Wow. Houston Whoa. Texans quarterback. Bortles off the board. You, stole, you steal him, too, from uh... – the old Jags. And, you know, people forget about this now, but AFC South totally different. People forget now, but Blake Bortles, when he went number three to the Jags, there was some oohs and ahs in the crowd because that wasn't something that was expected. That is the magic of David Caldwell. No one saw that coming. And now, in this reality, he is the number one overall pick, and you're you're very confident now. A Texans team led by uh, Blake Bortles, DeAndre Hopkins, and J.J. Watt. Maron, that's a pretty nice nucleus. I think Greg O'Brien. nailed it. You pull him away from the Jacksonville Jaguars, too, or have to start over. I think O'Brien would like a little Blake Bortles. Hmm. All right, Wes. You are picking as, fittingly, the St. Louis Rams, um, not yet in L.A., so still a, a team <laughs> that is it's, everything's in limbo. They play in, a, um, they play in the Edward James Almost Dome where they leave cement uh, in clear view so you can be injured. That came back to haunt people. But now we're going to focus on the number two pick by the Rams, and it is. Well, we're sitting pretty here. Just want to tell you, Les and Jeff here, we, we're uh, we're in the war room, and the top four players on our board are still there. Mm. Wow, Bortles didn't make the top four. That's a shot. Bortles was that's fifth ouch. on the Rams board in this meeting. That's, uh, we're going to go with our number one overall player. He got a seven and 7.9 out of 8 on our draft grade, Odell Beckham. Wow. Goes number two. Clear thinking. I mean, it's hard for me to get past the screaming headline from from what you said, which was, Wes, Mark Sessler's draft board is a disaster. Oh, I am comfortable <laughs> very much Mark with taking Mark didn't go Blake best Bortles. player available. He went to draft a need. So in this reality, does that mean that – I like it. The Rams Nick finally Foles, have a, has a wide receiver. Maybe they never have to sign Kenny Britt. It's like Nick Foles and Case Keenum <laughs> and, and players of that nature are throwing to poor Odell Beckham. Sam Bradford. Sam, Sam Bradford. Bradford. At that time, they still believe in him in theory. You got, you got another year. We've got another first-round pick coming up. We might address our quarterback there. <laughs> mm, interesting. Unless I get him first because I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm hyper-pissed about what happened with the first overall pick with Mark reaching to take Blake Bortles. And, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> you know what, you guys? This is ridiculous. I mean, you're the, the Texans needed a quarterback, and they've needed one for years. Reach. Um, <laughs> so we're we're you know we're upset about that. There's some debate whether he's even the top quarterback on the board, Blake Bortles. We're hoping, uh, we were hoping Blake would still be there, but we have a good backup. Easy player. for Greg to pick fourth and be a part of you know just sit back and he's take gotta, a player no one cares about. He's got to run the Browns draft. I will take a a young quarterback now. I don't want to hang. You know, a lot of people got a little nervous. Oh, his brother failed, uh, so I don't want to be caught up. In another uh, car accident. Get that. Oh. Get that. But we will take Derek Carr. Um, a lot of reaches earlier. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State quarterback with the number three overall pick. We need a QB, Wes. We need a QB, and now we got him. Derek Carr to the Jaguars. Number four pick now. I mean, it's not you're you've been the one saying if you don't have a quarterback, you, I, it, I what's not too more. much to give up for a quarterback. You said six picks for a quarterback. Couldn't agree more. If you need a quarterback, so you go get one, especially with what we know today. You don't think Carr. there are future Hall of Famers on this draft board? Well, that I agree with that, and that's why I'm glad that you left Derek Carr on the board because I in this no, I took all, him off the board. I mean, he's, I'm glad you took okay. him off the board. <laughs> Because in this alternate universe, the Cleveland Browns have not traded down with the Buffalo Bills. They've got the number four pick, and they're going to start making some smart moves, and that's going to start with Aaron Donald is on the board. He's wow. a defensive MVP and Hall of Famer. You finally got a good pick. Mark. Now we know we're in fantasy well, land. This is working out really well for the what Browns. What are you talking about? He had, I think Aaron Donald's coming off the second best season. No, it's a great draft pick. For a defensive player in the last five years. Oh, you mean because the Browns took him. Right. That's a great pick. I see. What value. This kind of takes a little air out of the balloon, Mark, because at number five, is it the Oakland Raiders still? 
It is. All right, and I feel like you got to stay where you are, right? Uh, you know what? I, he's sitting at the top of my board. I go Khalil Mack, and I have no problem doing it. I don't care what the other three people in this room say at all. I'm Great pick. surprised he lasted that long. Great yeah. pick. And by the way, I you, just you could have taken him number one overall over that. Yeah, that's that. That would be great. So the Houston Texans have a linebacker and no quarterback. You can <laughs> keep drafting with your best player available, Greg. And by the way, I just want to point out anybody that's listening, whether you're, <laughs> uh, if you have your own podcast and you're fishing for ideas, or you're a writer, a draft writer, and you're thinking, "Geez, how come I never thought of doing a draft do-over type column?" So edgy, or so you know, something maybe mm. some, a video segment. Well, it's just something that came to us. Like, what if you <laughs> redrafted after the fact? Uh, it, you know, that's why we are best of iTunes 2019. Wow, Dan actively torpedoing the segment. Wes, like. <laughs> number five, doing what he hates most. Number, number six, number six, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, we know we have some offensive line issues, but we're going to try to address that <laughs> elsewhere. We are a best player on the board type of team. And Roddy White's on the downside of his career. We're taking Sammy Watkins to pair him with Julio Jones. Mm. Gotta like it. Well done, Wes. That's Thank my you. commentary as to what you've just done. Nice job. Thank you, Mark. I believe that Sammy Watkins will do better in this um, fantasy than he has in reality up in western New York. Um, so I believe, Wes, that you made a good pick. At number six, Sammy Watkins <laughs> to the Atlanta Falcons. The number seven pick, uh, tricky. Mike Evans was selected in real life by the Bucks, And I look at the uh, what's available to me. I'm not, probably um, – Seems like there's a big there's fall off here after the top five. Is so I'm trying to see who I would oh, take come instead on. of Mike Evans. A couple good players there. There are uh, pro bowlers out here. Let's see. Bear with me one second. I could take anyone in the first round. Or just that's how this works. Or keep Any Mike Evans. Take anyone. You can take someone that's undrafted. <laughs> well, not like Wes Welker, Stop. but you know, you take uh, Bo Jackson. Probably not going to take Dominique Easley. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right, I will take. What's my what team am I again? Oh, the Bucks. Am I getting Jameis Winston next year? You don't know that. You don't know. Not, every, not if this draft pick propels you to fourteen and two. <laughs> I would probably t- I would probably stick with Mike Evans, but just because makes sense. That's a that's a logical. Just because uh, I want to. That's a reasonable pick. I want to have fun in this life before I die. I'm gonna <laughs> maybe go outside the box and take Kelvin Benjamin. Hmm. <laughs> Don't know what the purpose of that was. <laughs> Radio City Music Hall goes. Quiet. Why are he taking the guy coming off a torn ACL over the guy who's shown a lot of promise? Who cares? Well, he's Mike not, Evans, by the not, way, he's was, not had a torn ACL. By the way, Mike Evans was a sneaky mess last year. I'm just going to throw that out there. Sneaky mess. Mm. Something to keep an eye on. Kevin Benjamin, a breakout star as a rookie, tore his ACL. Uh, just a, a lesson to everybody. Everyone tears their ACL now. Most come back. Everyone. Don't worry about it. It's not a torn patellar situation. Interesting. He'll be back. Crowd's going nuts. Great job, old Zeuser. You got <laughs> Interesting it. Interesting post-pick explanation from the GM of the Bucks. <laughs> The number eight pick in the draft originally was the Minnesota Vikings. That's where Mark Sessler steps in. Who you got? You know, this may not excite people, but I am going to go uh, Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that pick. Well, I'm sorry. I guess it's a, it's a lineman fine. and we're supposed to go all skill no, position I like players No, I'm just here, confused going- why he skipped past me with the eight pick. Yeah, you, that Greg's is, pick. That's a whole separate issue, Greg. You have a right to be. Uh, it was no, you know what it was. Because Mark traded up. Remember when the Vikings a few years back? <laughs> yeah, they were late getting to the podium. So that was Greg. Him. Greg asleep at the switch. <laughs> it seemed like <laughs> seemed like the host here is was asleep <laughs> at the switch. Is this, is this almost over? Uh, you no, have my Bills pick. How about that? No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, no. Please, I'll, right. I'll take the Bills. Yeah, and just to mix it up and to point out how crazy it was uh, for you to take Kevin Benjamin. Out of nowhere over Mike Evans. I'm going to take another wide receiver. That's not Mike Evans, but it's a better pick, Allen Robinson. Oh, nice. Going number nine. Great overall. pick. <laughs> great, great. I had pick. him and Evans back-to-back on my board. Oh, great choices. Evans, Phantom Evans GM over slapping Robinson. each other on the back two years after draft occurred. <laughs> All right, Wes, you are the um, Detroit Lions at number 10. Eric Ebron went, and a lot of Oof. people liked that pick at the time, and now that's starting to look a little busty. Oof. Uh, I like people use Zach busty in that in that sense. Not really uh, looking like a bust, but you're going to go somewhere else, aren't you? Wes? I'm going best player on the board for the third straight pick and the third straight <laughs> wide receiver, Mike Evans. Wow, can't what believe you? can't believe that Kelvin Benjamin and Allen Robinson were picked over him. Don't love that. You pick. said you had him back to back. I had you Evans slightly it. ahead of Robinson, but I, I you can make an argument. Don't Benjamin, I, I don't think you can make an argument for it. Well, what this is saying, love it. what a what a wide receiver <laughs> group this is. 
four of the our top uh, ten players in the in best the wide game. receiver class of all yeah, time. I don't think that's not exactly a screaming headline. Yeah, four of the top ten, and that's not even including uh, Cooks. And well, we're also a group of people that's largely uh, ignoring linemen and offensive linemen specifically. With the number eleven pick, um, you know, I don't have Marcus Mariota yet. I can't. I can't know what's happening next. So I got to go with the quarterback, and I think the best thing got to be in a good place. So I'm going to take Johnny Manziel. No. Um, can't talk myself into it. Tried to. Uh, There's another quarterback out certainly there. Certainly not crazy to go quarterback. Dan scanning his big board. Teddy Bridgewater. Don't care. Uh, number 11 pick uh, to the Tennessee Titans. Teddy Bridgewater, nice. Has shown some things. I'm not a big fan of him, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but uh, not a lot of exciting guys. Your pick exclamations are getting better. Do I really want to, like, deep dive on uh, Juwan James or something like that? No. So I'm going to go with the quarterback. I, area, that, area GM explains to fans that he's not a big fan of the quarterback. He I would have I would have loved to hear your explanation of why Juwan James somehow moved up in this redraft <laughs> seven spots. Yeah, you, you got to get James off the board eight spots. What a career. I almost took um, Calvin Pryor there out of uh, loyalty, but he'll stay down there. All right, one more. Uh, what, what, you go, Greg, and then we'll go. No, can we end this? Can Greg be the last pick? Or do we need have to go around again? We could go lightning round. Okay. okay. One we don't more have to go around again if you don't want no, to. Lightning do round. Why bother? Uh, let's do it. I mean, the, the Giants. The clearly aren't. Pick. Uh, I'm going to take Anthony Barr. What a nice little oh. career he's mm. off to. That one hurt Wes. That was best player on my board. Real nice pick. All right. So we've got the Rams next. The Rams at 13. Got Aaron They already Donald. picked up Odell Beckham in this draft. They wow. did, but I'm going to do something unorthodox and beautiful. We're going to solve our quarterback problem with someone's probably 40 or 50th best player on the board, mm. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, are we still doing what? this? <laughs> are we and still again, talking ourselves into Garoppolo as an all-pro? You know need, what? I do say take quarterback every year. Let's see. Like three good-looking good guy. Like three good preseason passes, and now Odell and Jimmy G. St. Louis not even moving to Los Angeles right. at this point. They, yes. they could save the. They could save football in St. Louis. I can't believe he moved up in the draft. Okay. Uh, the Bears, West at 14. We're going to go best player on the board, Ryan Shazier. Mm. Okay. Nice pick. Everybody speed round. Him. Yeah, that's speed round. I mean, it's got the feel and the vibe of just absolute. Oh, that's really going to burn the Steelers. They wanted Shazier. <sighs> All right. I will take HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, Dallas Cowboys always could use help on defense, and he's shown some really good playmaking. Isn't this ability. the Steelers picking? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it's, they need a safety with Troy Falamalu coming to yeah. the yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, Troy's out of the game. Clinton Dix is my pick. And finally, Greg, wrapping it up, the number 16 pick, the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people thought maybe Johnny Manziel would go this pick, and yeah. he came very close, apparently, uh, as they ha as lore has it. But you will select with the 16th pick. Well, there's a lot of good players on the board. Jason Verrett, you know, Clowney is maybe worth a, worth a look here. Mm. Devontae Freeman. But I just feel like Martavis Bryant is born to be a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, he feels like I a like guy it. with all sorts of talent, and maybe he's going to have some uh, trouble, you know, passing tests in the future. That sounds like a Cowboy, too. I like it. How about Jeremy Hill gets passed up? Johnny Brown? C.J. Mosley? How about you, Joel Batonio, your buddy? Jake Matthews? And that's it. So that is the redraft of the 2014 first round picks one through 16. Good work, guys. Good teams. Thank you, Dan. Wait, why are you pretending like you like the segment afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> You're actively trying to take it down. I was trying to be professional. <laughs> I was, was actually pretty funny, guys. No, that was that it. made it. It made it funny. I That's was biting good. my tongue and trying to plow through it. But I would. But but you didn't. You mentioned many times throughout the thing how much you hated <laughs> it and you couldn't wait till it was over. I, and this and if, that. If so that wouldn't happened, that wouldn't that be the opposite of professional? No, if that was happening, that was all in my mind. It was like like in my subconscious, <laughs> and if it crept out at certain points, that was all accident. I mean, you stated before the show that you felt very good about the upcoming That's episode. True. At That's this true. point, I don't get the feeling that you're going to walk out of the room with that comment. It is lying season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, guys. I said that I had a, a special surprise for the audience, and uh, if, usually you kind of can tell which way it's going when that happens because our, our, our one of our favorite people in the world, our New Jersey Correspondent uh, from a haunted mansion, now a married man, 
Uh, he is the great Connor Orr on the line. What's up, What's buddy? What's going on, everybody? Mazel tov, Connor. <laughs> Congrats, hey, man. Thanks a lot. Has, I did it, right? <laughs> has your PS3 been thrown out yet? Uh, not yet, but uh, I've been told that since it's old and I left it outside in like kind of cold weather, it makes a lot of noise. Like it sounds like it's overheating constantly. So uh, that's something <laughs> we're going to have to address head on at some point. Yeah. yeah, from the sound of it, it seems like you're only venturing into new, crazier, uncharted territory with your with your PS3 and your Madden. I've been experimenting a little bit. I've been in the Madden laboratory, and uh, all I can say is just just wait for next year. It's uh, there's some really special things going on. I feel like it should be called the Mad Madatory. Madatory. All right. So congratulations, Connor. And by the way, life. Let me just give you a little uh, wedding advice or marriage advice. Life doesn't change that much when you're married. It really changes when you get the kid involved, and that's when Madden's in real peril. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I, as long as no one takes away my PlayStation, I think I'll be. Okay. I agree. It's overrated. Like that, life changes when you're. It's ra- surprised it, how it, little it, it changes. It changes that. when you get engaged, because that's a mental crazy hurdle, and then you're basically married. So that's well, the big change. Is to back be- in the old days, like you would f- meet your bride or groom on your wedding day. That would change things. Now <laughs> well, it's like, oh, we lived together for five years. Right. Now we're still living in the same place. Of course, you meet there them was on a wedding time. day. A lot of t- in an arranged marriage, they say, Greg. Yeah. Here's your woman behind the veil. You lift it up. Good luck to you. <laughs> well, but there was Here's also, in a less extreme measure, but also it, it, there was more risk to it. You used to not live together before. Of course. You got married, and that and it's uh, that's like the last big hurdle. Trust Can me. you live together? Trust me, son. No, I said you're right. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Now it's like let's figure that out first. And, oh, if it all works out and it's perfect, then we'll get married. All right. So, Connor, uh, we're, we, we're going to talk about your Madden franchise <laughs> a little bit down the line, and, we, and we're going to talk about your marriage and – your fa- family that's sure to follow behind uh, as it comes because we know we know that's part of this whole equation usually. Uh, but right now, uh, we haven't done it in a while, but you said you had something. This is the deal with Connor. He's a guy, he's, he's an intense guy. He's not, you know, a wild, shouty guy, but there's an intensity that builds within him. He's got a mortgage. He's got this job where he's cranking out so much content for NFL.com. He's got a, a, a fiance now wife in his ear about different things. He's got yard work. Uh, and if he doesn't get things off his chest, he might just blow, which is why we created this segment called Are You Kidding Me? All right, Connor, what's, what's bothering you right now? What's grinding your gears? Dan, we got to talk about uh, these athletes, and really, it's it's like one or two repeat offenders posting on Twitter at all odd intervals of the day how hard you're working out. Like we get it, but <laughs> let's uh, let's let's just tone it down a little bit. You know? Quit rubbing it in. We know you're a pro. Let it go. Do you have, an ex- you have any players as an example? What a rip. So I actually pulled something up. I did a little bit, a little bit of research. Uh, this is from uh, 1044 at night on April 13th, 2016. Uh, uh, someone on Twitter named Matt says, everyone's watching Kobe's last game <laughs> while J.J. Watt is out getting better than all of us. And he just has this picture of himself bragging like 900 pounds on a sled in an empty gym. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) And can I just tell you, let me tell you something, Connor, and you might not have seen this in your research, but this morning, J.J. Watt did it again. There's flooding in the Houston area, and a lot of people are struggling to get to the facility for off-season workouts. J.J. Watt posts a Snapchat of a the image of the front door of the Texans headquarters, letting everyone know that while everyone else struggled, I got here. <laughs> I swam here with my weights on my shoulders. Ah, you know. <laughs> JJ Watt just responded to Connor and Dan in real time. What is just say? tweeted? Stop making stories out of non-stories. A bunch of guys made it to work today, not just me. Well, then don't send the Snapchat out, bro. Right, right, Connor. Well, you know, it's not only that. Like, I once started a story about J.J. Watt, uh, and it said, from high atop his perch on Hustle Mountain. 
And that's just kind of how I feel like he's the best at working hard and being tough, but he's also the best at letting us know how hard he works and how tough he is subtly. We see through all your garbage, Justin James. a long tradition of athletes doing this on Twitter. Rise and grind. I mean, that's now become kind of a cliche back in 2009, 2010. That's every athlete in, on earth, yeah. earth today, except for Santonio Holmes, who just said wake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> Rise and grind, though, is when, like, the, the common man works out before work, but now it's like, look at me. It's like 1145, and I'm doing arm curls in my basement just to get better for you. And, like, you know. Well, what's what's the point of that? You know, we get it. You're strong. You must be doing this all the time. That's what you're paid to do. Any any other thoughts? <laughs> uh, you know, just just stop. And you know, I don't I don't want to say it's just JJ Watt because I feel like just picking on him and he could beat the crap out of me. But um, you know, I, I would say like unless you're doing something like really exceptional that you shouldn't be able to do like outside of your human capacity to just you know just call your dad and tell him you're doing it <laughs> who are you trying to make proud of you anyway <laughs> and finally connor finally uh you have anything else to say or are you kidding me <laughs> there he goes connor or see you later buddy really agree with Goodbye, what he had everyone. to say I mean, yeah. it's that we need to let him get things off his chest. That is so vital because as we get pulled away to different things, whether it's NFL Now hits or the podcast studio or various endeavors within within uh, NFL media here in Culver City, Kevin Patra and Connor Orr are such vital uh, people to the news operation. So we can't let him blow his stack. Over no, we got to we got to keep him calm. And it's it's. What he said gives you a lot of food for thought. I'm canceling my pre-planned uh, Snapchat from 3 a.m. this morning where I was going to show off. I was watching Jeremy Langford tape in the middle of the night. <laughs> Take that off. There you go. Very smart move, Greg. All right, that's it for Monday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Um, BMAC, thanks for pinch hitting for the Irishman. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's always uh, good to have you. We uh, The Irishman will be back later in the week. Um, and so will we. I think we'll be back on Thursday with uh, one more show this week. And then next week's draft week, of course, big week. We'll have three shows. We'll have a show immediately following the first round of Thursday night. Another show special. We, we only do two weekend shows a year. We do Super Bowl Sunday wrap-up, and we do, well, every Sunday during the regular season. Okay, but outside of those. <laughs> so, weeks, but outside like those. Less, almost less than 20. Let me rephrase this. We only do one Saturday night show per season. Yeah. And it is the draft recap. Once we finish rounds, rounds four through seven on Saturday, we break it down again. So three shows next week, uh, one more show this week, and, of course, also next week, prop bets, propositions on the draft. So a lot coming up around the NFL podcast. Uh, that's it for now. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and BMAC behind the glass. Till Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.